Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com, and this is Bernie Radio. This is Judith and Dwayne Rivers with the Phyllis Browning Company and the Rivers Team, your concierge real estate team and expert guide. The Rivers Team knows the market, helping you negotiate hard, avoid delays, and costly mistakes. We move mountains professionally and quickly with negotiating expertise. Contact Judith and Dwayne today at theriversteam.com. We are committed to the best marketing plan possible for your property. Theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to his family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply scripture to everyday life with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to our hosts, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs too. Our guest today is Coach Che Hendricks, head football coach and athletic campus coordinator for Bernie High School. Coach Hendricks is competitive and active. Best of all, his dog would introduce him as energetic, fun, and lets me get away with a few things. I'm not sure the football players should listen to that. Welcome, Coach Hendricks. Thanks for joining us on God and Our Dogs. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, you've had dogs your whole life. Tell us about your favorite honey from childhood. I had an awesome dog growing up, Honey. I was an only child, which is interesting. Not a lot of people know that about me or haven't expressed that a lot. So having a dog was actually, you know, pretty important for me. Somebody to hang out with and be around and and play with and be able to kind of talk to. I had a lot of great friends. Obviously, athletics was a huge part um, of me and growing up and coaches and other friends and all that. But, you know, sometimes it rains and you get a baseball game rained out and Mm -hmm. you're at home by yourself. And so uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my dog. Well, that's fun. So what kinds of games did you play? We played everything. Uh, I had a pool. And so her, her favorite game or our favorite game was she had a, a beach ball and 
we'd throw it up and she'd hit it with her snout back to me. We kind of play beach ball stuff together back mm-hmm. and forth, obviously fetch. I used to put a sock in her collar and try to chase her around to pull her sock like a flag football type oh, deal. Oh, how and, fun. Um, so we would do some things like that. How creative. So was having a dog kind of like having a brother or sister for you? It was definitely a companion, uh-huh. definitely someone. I didn't I didn't fight with her, maybe like yeah. uh, I see siblings fight. So, yes. But yeah, it, it was it was nice to have someone and um she was great and you know it was it was nice to have a companion yeah companionship's really great and i think even companionship for kids even if they have siblings having a dog in the family is helpful we can talk about that in a little while because you even have a dog right now for sure what kind of things did your parents do to encourage you um, with your dog well i mean kind of have a unique childhood so it was really me and my mom and so it was her, me, and Honey. I, when I was younger, I was with my grandma as well uh-huh. uh, in Oklahoma, and then my mom and I moved to Dallas, and so it was really just us. And so, you know, we spent a lot of time together, a lot of time talking, a lot of time uh, hanging out, like I said, at the pool and playing, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of kind of us. So Yeah, yeah. You really formed a tight unit. It was very tight, uh, very close to my mom, uh, very close to, obviously, just our dog, and, and um, it was a unique experience for us. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So did your did your friends get involved in playing with you and Honey? Oh yeah, Honey was very popular. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd have birthday parties, and like I said, we would. Our favorite game was putting the sock in her collar and trying to pull the flag. You know, we would do that, and she um, she's very friendly. Everybody liked her, um, and so yeah, my, everybody uh, everybody appreciated her. We would take her up to school. I, I live my backyard is actually our elementary school, and so we could uh-huh. walk up there and. And um, so we would take her and take her off the leash and play. Um, she wouldn't run away. She'd just play with this and always be around. So she hung her out. She hung out with me and my friends a lot. Mm-hmm. Did you and your friends play other kinds of games too? We played, I mean, everything. Anything you can imagine, uh, we played. We uh, we were constantly competing. I had five best friends growing up, really from the time from kindergarten all the way through high school, and we're still great friends today. Oh, wow. Uh, very, yeah, it was re- really unique. We were all in the same neighborhood. Our families got along really well. Of course, we did. And so we play, I mean, I'm anything you can imagine from soccer, baseball, football, basketball, all that stuff to we played risk board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monopoly was a big thing for us. Uh, we had little, little wrestlers we'd play with and action figures. And we were constantly playing, playing games, competing and, and having fun. So Yeah, yeah. So as a coach, looking back on things and comparing it to today also, what do you think the value is of having kids able to organize their own games and play and be responsible for kind of keeping themselves even in check. What are the what's the value of that? I have an interesting theory on that that I've thought about a lot. It goes back to leadership and creating leaders. I think um, now I think parents, coaches, adults organize everything. Um, everything's very structured. Kids don't have that hierarchy, if you want to call it. They don't have the organizational skills of going to a playground having. 10 or 15 people there, somebody's got to come up with a game. Somebody's got to organize the teams. Somebody's got to talk about the rules. Somebody's got to enforce the rules. You have to play and compete and and be a teammate. And if uh, you don't want to be picked last, I remember being picked last with a group. I mean, you get better. Um, Mm -hmm. Instead of getting upset about it, I mean, you can try to improve to where you're not picked last. And, you know, somebody's got to choose the teams and the captains. And I think you lose a lot of that leadership in today's world because kids – 
don't have the opportunity to do that. You don't have the opportunity uh, to fail a little bit and grow from it and learn from it without having a high pressure game where you mm-hmm. lose. You know, if you're in a, a tournament and you do something wrong for your team and you lose, you feel a lot of stress on that. Whereas if you're in the backyard playing a game, you know, I mean, you're not happy that you lost, but there was no real fallout from it. And so I just think kids lose a lot of um, opportunity for self-discovery, for leadership opportunities, for kind of having even a group growing up together can identify a leader or or more of a leader of their peers because they're they're used to that person kind of getting the whole group together. The dynamics of of knowing how people act in situations and who who can be a leader and maybe who shouldn't be the leader. Yeah, and and who you can trust and, you know, Mm -hmm. who you're around a lot and you know what you get to see people in different situations and yeah there's a lot of lost opportunity for I think that real growth and that real self-discovery when when you don't get to kind of feel it on your own um go for things that you maybe not go for in a again an organized highly competitive game so Mm -hmm. well you know it makes me think back to you talking about even playing with honey and putting a sock in her collar and playing tag football, essentially, we can learn so much from that, from our dogs, and then that can translate to our friends. How does that translate with God? Well, it's, it could be could be something similar as well. I mean, obviously, there's organized places to find God in church and uh, different, obviously, Sundays and Wednesdays. You know, for somebody probably trying to discover their path and who they are and their relationship with God, you need to spend some time alone, maybe unorganized to where uh, mm-hmm. it's more of a trial and error thing with, with you to figure out what that relationship is like with you personally. And you know, church is great and organization is great, but being on your own and being able to, to spend time on your own um, in the Word or a different book or, or maybe there's a, a preacher or pastor you like to listen to, you know, I, I think that's probably similar. And even I can see how it could happen even with your community, uh, being able to just sit down with a friend and talk to him. Hey, what did, I read this today. What do you think about that? And just having the discussion outside of a Sunday school or an organized type of a situation where maybe you might be embarrassed to ask a question because you might think it's a dumb question. Of course, we know as adults, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Well, yeah, and I think, you you know, some people have their um, their guard let down a little more outside of church. You know, sometimes if you go into a, a formal setting, you have your guard up and you want to act a certain way or feel like you have to portray something, whereas if you're with your friends at coffee or a, a a brunch or a dinner, you're way more willing to maybe talk about some things more personal and kind of like you're saying, get into a group and say, Hey, what do you think about this? I kind of read this this way and, and get some different kind of feedback because everybody has a little bit less, um, a less to lose, uh, and kind mm-hmm. of more just discussion type format. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, you and your wife decided to add a dog to your family. Uh, tell us how you did that. We did. So I think Pudge is five. He's either five or six. Um, and so we, we had three boys, and we decided early on, my wife did not want to have a dog because we didn't have time for it. Um, Houston and Hudson are 18 months apart. She was chasing kids everywhere. So we yeah. didn't have a dog. We didn't have a pet for a long time. And then Hank is our third one. So when Hank was probably six or so and kind of getting into school, it was like, okay, it's time time for a dog, time for a pet. So we just started researching different type of dogs and different type of dog breeds and uh, decided we wanted a, a mini golden doodle uh-huh. is what we landed on. And so um, we found um, 
a really good kind of a breeder or somebody we liked and again started doing some research on that and found somebody about an hour away and went and looked at dogs and we found Pudge. He was a little puppy and uh, we picked him out and we've had him for last six years. That sounds awesome. Well, you have a real brotherhood going in your family, and so I can't wait to talk a little bit about that with you. But before we do that, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning are husband and wife, Judith and Dwayne Rivers. I can attest to the Rivers Team deep understanding of residential and ranch properties. Judith and Dwayne genuinely care for clients. The Rivers team handles it all from strategizing before the listing to staging, marketing, negotiating, and closing a favorable deal. Buying and selling real estate is stressful. The Rivers team makes the process as enjoyable as possible. That's how the Rivers team is reinventing real estate. TheRiversTeam.com Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is Nancy Burrington, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Coach Che Hendricks, head football coach and athletic campus coordinator for Bernie High School. Before the break, Coach Hendricks told us about childhood dog Honey, the value of free play, and current dog Pudge. Thanks for joining us, Coach. So great to have you with us. You bet. Glad to be here. As we mentioned before the um, end of the first part of the show, adding Pudge kind of created a new brotherhood in your family. And brotherhood's an important concept for you. How can we learn about brotherhood through our dogs? Well, so, you know, first of all, brotherhood is our theme for our football team. Three years ago, how we kind of got to that, I think, is interesting. So we started asking our players, you know, what do, what do you want to be known for? What's important to you? If somebody was watching you play for our team, what kind of story would you tell them about our team? Started asking a lot of questions because we wanted to kind of have a saying or a brand or whatnot. And so we really kind of came to this through our players. We started asking them for words, you know, phrases, whatever, like I said, what they want to be known for, that type stuff. And and brotherhood was something that came up, and it was almost a unanimous uh, vote for that word to be kind of our theme. So we've had that theme for the past three years, and I think we want to say brotherhood instead of family, just because family means something different from you than it means for me and how we grew up. And I think a lot of a lot of kids in our locker room have grown up so different. You know, we have we have all kinds of different backgrounds. And so, uh, but brotherhood really kind of solidifies what we want to do and how we treat each other. So how a dog can impact that as well is, I mean, I think a dog, you know, adds to your family. And, you know, Pudge has definitely added to our family. And, you know, he's 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 part of it. He, tr- he travels with us. He's around all the time. And, and so that's just, just one more one more piece of our, of our family or our kind of family brotherhood. What qualities do you think of when you think of brotherhood? You know, I, I think how you treat people is the first thing I think of. So qualities of trying to be encouraging, trying to be kind, but also being able to hold people accountable uh-huh. um, and to be able to basically be a great teammate. Um, and that's what we're, we're really after when we hear that word brotherhood. We're, we're trying to be a great teammate it is so easy for whatever reason it is so easy for a teenage boy to put somebody down it's it's way easier to say something mean than to say something nice and that's yeah. and maybe that's even with us as adults as males I think that's different uh, for males and females but it, it's it's a lot easier to make fun of somebody than it is to be encouraging to somebody and so through this brotherhood that's and, and being a great teammate that's something
something we're trying to help change, uh, to help talk about, to help praise is to say, let's encourage somebody instead of, instead of jumping on a bandwagon and being mean to somebody, let's try to be nice. And, and so that's kind of the first thing that I think about. And one of the qualities we're trying to change and and we're not perfect and and we're never going to be, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like I said, there's still banter, there's still stuff that goes on, but at the heart of what we're trying to do, it's how can we encourage a teammate and be a great teammate instead of discourage and put down? Well, you know, you told me before the show that one of your favorite books of the Bible is Proverbs. And I can really see what you're talking about in Proverbs 1821, you'd mentioned before the show, and that is the tongue has the power of life and death. And if somebody wanted to practice that, they could sure practice that with their dog, couldn't they? Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's pretty clear, life and death, there's no, there's no middle ground. You're either going to uh-huh. speak life or you're going to speak death. And, you know, it's really, it's really sad to see a dog who's been speaking death to, you know, because they get sad and they act a different way, especially if they've been abused in any type of way. And, and it sure is fun to see a dog full of life and happiness and joy. And when you come in, they're can't wait to see you and they're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're jumping around and doing all that. So that's, it's an easy illustration to see with a dog. It's very easy. You know, that's something we actually talk about in our coaching, our coach's office. That's, um, I got this from Kent Jackson, who I played for. He said, you know, I've never met a dog who didn't want his ear scratched. And, And so, and so what that means to us is a little different. Like sometimes in practice, you know, it, to be a coach, you're, you're critical a lot. And, and so we recognize that obviously, um, you're pointing out some things need to be fixed. You're trying to get better in ways so we can be critical and we try not to be hypercritical, but that is part of coaching. And so what we try to do is realize that and go into the locker room afterwards and scratch ears, mm-hmm. be nice, speak life, realized for the players, it's more about our relationship. We understand we're trying to make you a great football player. It's almost like they have split personalities. You know, we're not trying to criticize you as a person if we're telling you about your technique and, and just trying to have our, our players realize that. Well, you know, I see, I see so much of the fruit of the spirit and the ear scratching analogy because love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, all of those things factor in just scratching somebody's ear, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, the Bible's pretty clear. If you if you stay in the vine and uh, you stay in the branch, you're going to bear fruit. And I think that fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, is that's how you can tell. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that, again, in our coach's office we talk about. You know, we want to bear fruit. We want to try to, you know, be somebody who people want to look up to, who, who want to emulate. And, again, we're not perfect by any stretch of imagination. Don't hold this against me on a Friday night. Um, you may see me arguing with an official. I may get a little animated, and that's part of it. And, yeah. you know, that's part of, part of me trying to also – I listen to my other coaches when they tell me to, to shut up and move on. You know, it's time to move on, and, and I have to do that to them sometimes. And, that, again, that, that's part of it. But, yeah, trying to bear fruit, and the fruit of the Spirit is, is obviously something you want to live for and you want to mm-hmm. be like, and you definitely want to be around people uh, that are like that. Yeah, that's so true. And and listening to wise counsel, you, know, you mentioned liking Proverbs so much and how important Proverbs 31 is. And I guess as a woman, when I read that, I just look at that as what kind of qualities to admire in people. And there are so many admirable qualities. And that goes back to the ear scratching and you want to you want to be trustworthy. You want to be hardworking. I mean, that's football teams 
golly, you do a lot of hard work, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's a good investment of time. You want to be prepared, but you also want to have the love and respect for God, don't you? For sure. And, you know, so I went to Abilene Christian University. And so my first Bible professor, uh, Dr. Burkeen, is the one who really turned me on to Proverbs because he talked about there's, you know, 31 days in a month. There's 31 Proverbs. Read a proverb a day. Uh, if you don't know where to go to study the Bible, if you don't know what to look for, that's the easiest thing you can do. That's what I started doing. And so you start reading Proverbs 31. And obviously, it, it like you said, it's about a female and it's about, you know, think qualities. Maybe you're looking for in a wife or a companion, things like that. But then when you really start to look at it and you see just the pure character traits, it goes way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're alluding to. And, you know, the, the preparation, hard work, knowing how to spend your time, where, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's something we talk about. And, and treasure in this is, is more money, but treasure for a 16, 17, 18 year old is, is more time, I think. And where they spend their time, you know, their treasure is going to be. So or the heart's going to be. And, and so, you know, we put a lot of time into football. We put a lot of time into the weight room. We put a lot of time into training and nutrition and hard work. So it is, uh, it's a, it's a big deal. What we ask of these, of these players, uh, what we ask of our coaches, it is a huge time commitment. And so we hope to instill some of these character traits in them. So it's not a waste of time. So Mm -hmm. when they're our age and when they graduate from high school, you know, they have these traits and, and me and their parents can shake hands when they graduate and feel good about them going to college yeah. that, that they understand these things. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking, too, about parents who might have younger kids that they'd like to get involved in sports down the road, whether it's girls or boys. And so many of these qualities you can develop playing with your dogs, just interacting with them and through some prayer and how, how to treat other people so that they can develop those qualities to be a good part of the brotherhood or sisterhood or part of the team. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to get into coaching. I told you a little bit my background growing up. So I had a lot of males and a lot of male coaches influence me for good and try to instill these things into me. And so I always wanted to give something back. And that's a huge reason why the coach, I think that's a reason why a lot of people coach is to try to give something back. So absolutely learning or being a part of a team or wanting to be on a sports team. That's the point of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. we want to win. There's no doubt about it. We're competitive. We want to win. We try to win. But at the end of the day, you know, I think how we determine success or wins is 10 years later when players come back and we see their wife, you know, we get invited to their, to their wedding. We see their kids, you know, we see what they're Mm -hmm. doing in the community and that, that's when it becomes very special. And I, you know, I'm at the point of my career, I've done this 25 years where I get to see a lot of former players in the community doing things, um, coaching possibly doing us. And it's just, uh, it's really fun to see. So, you know, being part of a brotherhood is really important in my opinion is, is growing up and, and a part of growth. Well, speaking of winning, what do you see for Bernie High School this year? Last year was certainly a successful season. It was. You know, last year was a blast. It was a great group, very unique group, got to set history in a lot of ways. But uh, last year's over. And that's something about athletics and about uh, being a seasonal uh, type deal is we have to, no matter how good or bad a season is, we literally have to start over. And so we started over in January, and I'm really proud of the group we have this year, the hard work they've put in, the leadership, all the the things that we've done from January to now to prepare to play football. So I think we're going to have a really good team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a really good season. I hate to say 
you know, how many wins or losses we're going to have because sure. you never know what a season is going to look like. But I feel like if we continue to work the way we've worked and, and come together, you know, we have a chance for a really, really special season and, and successful season. So we got a lot of players back, too, from last year's team. So cool. we've got a quarterback, a lot of skilled kids, some linemen. And so we've got the makings of, a, of another really good team. That's awesome. Well, Coach Hendricks, not everybody is going to go to the Bernie High School games because not everybody – lives in Bernie, or we do have another high school, champion high school. How can the community support their local high school football teams? Well, there's several ways. You can support all athletics at Bernie High School and at Champion High School several ways. One, you know, going to the games, supporting, you know, the the kids in the school that way. The second, each each team has a booster club, um, GABC uh, and CABC, the Greyhound Booster Club, the Champion Booster Club, where you know, we rely on fundraising and them to for supplies for for a lot of things for mm-hmm. all of our athletes, not just football for all of our athletes. So you could definitely uh, get involved that way too. We have a lot of cool events. We have a golf tournament that we co-host, uh, Champion and Bernie ISD, based Bernie ISD. We co-host a golf tournament each spring. Um, that's a great way to go have fun, be mm-hmm. in the community, meet you know people from both schools, and th- and then give a little back to the booster club as well. So several ways to do that, and you know. If, if you can't make a game, um, you know, we have awesome radio. We have live broadcasts. So there's a lot of ways to, to follow. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point because I know you can listen to them here on Bernie Radio. Sure so that's can. That's pretty awesome. Well, thank you, Coach Hendricks, for being a part of God and Our Dogs, and we wish you the best this season. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Great. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today, we heard how we can develop character by watching and working with our dogs. I ponder, if there's a character trait I want more of in my life, how can I work with God and my dog to learn and develop that trait? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodInOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs, God and our dogs.com. Hi, this is Judith and Dwayne Rivers with the Phyllis Browning Company and the Rivers Team, your concierge real estate team and expert guide. The Rivers Team knows the market, helping you negotiate hard, avoid delays, and costly mistakes. We move mountains professionally and quickly with negotiating expertise. Contact Judith and Duane today at theriversteam.com. We are committed to the best marketing plan possible for your property. Theriversteam.com.